Welcome to Patient Stories. My name is Dr. Bertrand Liang, and these are stories about some remarkable people whom I've met through the opportunity of being a physician. All in the family. Mr. L was 62 when I first met him in clinic. He had been referred to me because of progressive memory disturbance over the past five or so years, and as well the development of a tremor in his left hand. Rather than his primary care doctor referring him, however, it was actually the patient's sister who did. She was a nurse in the community and wanted her brother to be seen by a neurologist and, in particular, somebody who wasn't part of her healthcare system. This was relayed to me by the patient who, interestingly enough, came to the appointment by himself despite the referral for memory problems. When I came into the room, I was initially impressed how old the patient looked. He seemed much older than a man of 62 seemingly at least by appearance 10 years older, with a somewhat disheveled look, thinning gray hair, untrimmed beard, and dark eyes behind wire-rimmed glasses. But what was more impressive was the thick notebook he held in his hands, a leather-bound one stuffed with pages with an untied, similarly leather string attached to the spine with a medallion at one of the loose ends. In the chair adjacent to the patient, he had leaned his long wooden staff, faded at the bottom where it touched the ground, as well as an area about three quarters of the way up, no doubt where his hand gripped this assist device. I also noted there was a low amplitude fine tremor in his left hand, which stopped as Mr. L got up to shake my hand in introduction. As Mr. L launched into his story, he started to flip through the pages of his notebook. Apparently, he'd had memory problems for many, many years, going back to the day when he was a high school student having to memorize things. I just couldn't do it. Just no way to remember even the simplest things. He'd gone, though, to local community college, being the first in his family to attend post-secondary school education, and he had gotten a degree in drafting. I could just do it, you know nothing to remember. he got gotten the idea to write everything down from his late wife, whom he had met right after he'd finished school and started his first job. She passed about two years ago. Breast cancer, the patient noted, sighing. He flipped to the back of his memory book and showed me a black and white picture of a handsome couple, perhaps in their 20s, where Mr. L was wearing overalls and a straw hat, and the presumed Mrs. L, a modest, polka dotted dress, hatless, with a broad smile across her face. She was a keeper, said the patient, smiling. I let him reminisce in his mind for a moment, not saying anything. So why are you here today? I asked Mr. L. Well, my sister thinks my memory is worse. She's a nurse. But my reason is, I have this shaking here, pointing to his left hand. It's not that bad when I'm up and about except that my left leg is stiff also. But it's embarrassing that it just shakes, like, you know, just when I'm talking. And indeed, it was a fine, almost imperceptible tremor. But it's always the patient who notices these things first, rather than the people around them. My sister says it's no big deal, but she's my sister. I began asking about things such as timing, activity, associations, and the like, as well as other symptoms he had. Mr. L noted that it was the walking that was the issue for him. His left leg just seemed stiff. And indeed, 
on his examination, he had what is called cogwheel rigidity, stiffness that started and stopped almost regularly on passive movement of his leg, suggestive of at least a subtle issue with the deeper parts of his brain. That and the tremor suggested something like Parkinson's disease, which could certainly start asymmetrically. I asked the patient if anyone in his family had something similar, as well as any medical issues in general within the family. What he related was interesting. Well, my dad had something called manic depression, and he had to take some drug, and he had something like a tremor, like I have in my left hand. My mom was healthy as a horse, though. She died of old age. I nodded, writing. Oh, and my sister, she has a real issue with depression for years, but she seems to be okay now. I again nodded. Seemed that this was becoming quite a routine case of early stage Parkinson's disease. Although I couldn't really place the memory issue within that context, though certainly people with bad memories could have Parkinson's disease. I did have a brain scan done, noted Mr. L, again flipping through his notes. It was two weeks ago. My sister convinced my doctor to order it. I think she said it was normal. When asked where it was done, it was actually within our outpatient system. Do you want to see it? I asked the patient, which she replied, it would be good to get confirmation that he did have a brain, he noted jokingly. Anticipating the usual normal brain CT scan, I started going through the images from the top down, explaining to the patient how we look at these things. I stopped mid-sentence, however, as I was going down towards where the deeper parts of the brain were seen. On both sides of the brain, from this area called the subcortex, Toward the back of the brain, there were dense white areas spread diffusely to the bottom of the brain. I hadn't seen this type of pattern since I was a medical student, but it had always been memorable to me since I had been following that patient when I was a student, and it was a reason I had become interested in neurology. Those subcortical white areas were almost for sure calcium deposits and were suggestive of a rare disorder called Farr's disease, which was a syndrome where there are often cognitive and or psychiatric changes, associated movement disorders, and much of the time inherited in a dominant fashion. The pieces started to fit. Dad with manic depression and fine tremor, sister with depression, patient with memory issues early on, and now Parkinsonian symptoms. After recovering from the initial discovery of the less than normal CT scan, I explained to the patient my thoughts. He didn't at all look surprised. I knew something was amiss, he said calmly. I knew I had something that didn't seem right. I just didn't know it was the rest of my family also. I cautioned Mr. L that this was just my hypothesis, that we needed to assess how he metabolized calcium to make sure he didn't have an endocrine disorder. Got it, doctor. But what about my sister? Does she need to see you? While it was tempting to say yes, to see if I could follow this family, I demurred. Well, if she doesn't have any neurologic symptoms, then no, I replied. But I think she might want to have a CT to evaluate her brain as well. Wilco, said Mr. L, writing furiously. I will let her know. We evaluated Mr. L for endocrine issues, to which he had none. The challenge was that oftentimes the symptoms of Farr's disease 
often don't respond to the usual drugs we have available, which was in this case anti-Parkinsonian drugs. Unfortunately, Mr. L didn't respond to the standard drugs for this, but noted that he felt that his memory was about the same as it had been from before. Further, what he did discover was yoga and Pilates. It actually helped his symptoms of walking, and he found that his tremor was less and less noticeable to him. The last time I saw him, he felt better, both physically and mentally, attributing it to his daily yoga and reformer routine. As for his sister, her scan showed similar calcifications in her subcortical region, suggesting that she and her brother had inherited this from one of their parents, most likely the father. As neither the patient or the sister had biological children, although the patient did have an adopted son, there was no additional need to do screening. I did receive a very nice note from the patient's sister thanking me for seeing her brother and directly counseling her and, as she said, giving peace of mind to my brother, which was, perhaps, the only therapeutic thing I could do. Sometimes we as clinicians need to hold off our impressions just for a moment and know that things may be more in the family than we realize. Thank you for joining me for Patient Stories. Be happy, be healthy, and find peace.